0: historians and political scientists. What makes a great president? Great presidents possess or are possessed by a vision of an ideal America. Their passion, as they grasp the helm, is to set the ship of state on the right course toward the port they seek. Great presidents also have a deep psychic connection with the needs, anxieties, dreams of people. I do not believe, said Wilson, that any man can lead who does not act under the impulse of a profound sympathy with those whom he leads, a sympathy which is insight, an insight which is the heart rather than of the intellect. All of our great presidents, said Franklin D. Roosevelt, were leaders of thought at a time when certain ideas in the life of the nation had to be clarified. So Washington incarnated the idea of federal union, Jefferson and Jackson the idea of democracy, Lincoln union and freedom, Cleveland rugged honesty. Theodore Roosevelt and Wilson, said FDR, were both moral leaders, each in his own way and his own time, who used the presidency as a pulpit. To succeed, presidents not only must have a port to seek, but they must convince Congress and the electorate that it is a port worth seeking. Politics in a democracy is ultimately an educational process, an adventure in persuasion and consent every president stands in Theodore Roosevelt's bully pulpit. The greatest presidents in the scholar's rankings, Washington, Lincoln, and Franklin Roosevelt, were leaders who confronted and overcame the republic's greatest crises. Crisis widens presidential opportunities for bold and imaginative action, but it does not guarantee presidential greatness. The crisis of secession did not spur Buchanan or the crisis of depression spur Hoover to creative leadership. Their inadequacies in the face of crisis allowed Lincoln and the second Roosevelt to show the difference individuals make to history. Still, even in the absence of first order crisis, forceful and persuasive presidents Jefferson, Jackson, James K. Polk, Theodore Roosevelt, Harry Truman, John F. Kennedy, Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, are able to impose their own priorities on the country. The diverse drama of the presidency offers a fascinating set of tales. Biographies of American presidents constitute a chronicle of wisdom and folly, nobility and pettiness, courage and cunning, forthrightness and deceit, quarrel and consensus. The turmoil perennially swirling around the White House illuminates the heart of the American democracy. It is the aim of the American Presidents series to present the grand panorama of our chief executives in volumes compact enough for the busy reader, lucid enough for the student, authoritative enough for the scholar. Each volume offers a distillation of character and career. I hope that these lives will give readers some understanding of the pitfalls and potentialities of the presidency, and also of the responsibilities of citizenship. Truman's famous sign, The Buck Stops Here, tells only half the story. Citizens cannot escape the ultimate responsibility. It is in the voting booth, not on the presidential desk, that the buck finally stops. Arthur M. Schlesinger, Jr. George H. W. Bush Introduction Two American presidents, Gerald Ford and Bill Clinton, had different names Leslie Lynch King Jr. and William Jefferson Blythe III, before they introduced themselves to the American people. But George Bush is the first who came to be known by a different name after he left the White House. What's in a name? In the story of George Herbert Walker Bush, it means a lot. Over the course of his life, he has had an unusual number of names, shedding each one as if it were an outer skin. As a boy, he was known as Poppy, symbolic of being a favorite grandson, but a name he came to detest by the time he reached early adulthood. Then, for a short while, he was Pop. Following World War II, when he wanted to seem older and needed to strike out on his own, he became George H. W. Bush, oil entrepreneur and family man. Entering politics in the early 1960s, he dropped the initials to become the more populist George Bush. Thirty years later, after leaving public office and dedicating the George Bush Presidential Library and Museum, Bush embraced the initials again to differentiate himself from his son, George W. Bush. The elder Bush wanted to get out of the younger Bush's way.